You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to The Scraps. How about them Cowboys? (laughs) How about them Cowboys? Oh my God. (laughs) You're right though. Like if that, well, here's the thing. Like, if that happened to the Detroit Lions in a playoff game, none of you would let us sleep. No. You would be wanting 24-hour. Like, it's fun to laugh at them right now. But just know that if it happened to you guys, you guys would be raising hell. You'd be raising so much hell just because of because that ump has to touch the ball. And that's yeah. actually on the on the center for getting in the ump's way. Yeah, and that well, that and that's the thing, right? Like, obviously, Lions fans would add this to their long laundry list of times we got screwed by the refs. And when it comes down to it, this was ninety nine point nine percent on the Cowboys. Oh, ninety nine percent either on Dak Prescott for calling his own play, or Dak Prescott for yeah, taking running, long, or, or Kellen Moore. For, I don't know. I don't know who called the play. Whether it was, it was probably Kellen Moore. Um, so. I, I like. I is is that the first question now you ask Kellen Moore in all these head coaching interviews? Just why, why did he run the why? ball? Why? <laughs> you, you know what why? you do if you're Kellen Moore? You just you blame that all on Dak. You're like, yeah, Dak, Dak free freelance that one. You just you say that and you stick <laughs> you with just it. Throw your and, player under the bus and and and, and, and you pay off you pay off Dak and it's like, look, don't say anything. Um, I because this was a week. This has been a, another bad weekend for officiating because I know Raiders fans have been trying to turn that. Um, that bad call with the Bengals with Joe Burrow with what was it? Who was like, like the, the whistle. Yeah. Joe Burrow threw a touchdown. It was yeah. blown dead by a whistle, but they, but then refs just apparently pretended like the whistle never happened. Right. The, the, the actual explanation they gave, gave was that the whistle came after the, the touchdown catch, which very clearly true? did not happen. Yeah. So I just, I just the, don't want to hear. Yeah. Sorry. Go on, Ryan. I was going to say, there's one thing that I noticed, like when NBC played the replays eventually, they doctored the whistle because the whistle was not that late. I tinfoil hats in the chat right now, but I'm serious. <laughs> like when they did replays, they had the whistle lined up like right as Tyler Boyd caught the pass. All of the players had quit playing by then. And why would the whistle be that late? Like Joe Burrow, the, 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 the whistle sucks, right? Because the play should have happened yeah. because Burrow was inbounds by what <laughs> yeah. a foot. Yeah. Like it wasn't even close. And but but I'm serious on the NBC replays. The weird thing is they don't talk about it for like 15 minutes. Right. 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 And then they probably see like everyone on Twitter is going fucking nuts. And they're like, okay, oh, but we probably should Tom, talk about this. Tom Pelissero is on Twitter saying like the rule is this. The yeah. NFL, he already talking to the NFL about how they're not going to make a statement about it until after the game. And then NBC starts playing replays and making it seem like it's a bang, bang, like whistle. And then the catch like. Absolutely not. It ha- the whistle happened way earlier when I was watching it live. You know what this is? This is the continued coddlation, coddling of the Raiders, their fans, and that whole team. Because Derek Carr sucks. 
All right. Derek Carr does not get any kind of like criticism that he that he should. That he like I'm not saying he's bad, but like you replace him with I'm saying if you replace him saying he's bad. No, 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 no. I'm saying he sucks in the sense that like, look, if we replaced him with Matthew, if we took his stats and replaced it with Matthew Stafford, how much, how much hell would he be catching? And here's the thing. And this is the important thing about that, about that phantom whistle, Ryan. That was in the first half. There was a lot of there was a lot of bad calls in that game. And by the way, the Raiders were the recipient of the most ticky-tack fucking roughing the passer call I've ever seen on the final drive. And what does so they get a gift late? And what does Derek Carr do with that gift? What does Derek Carr do with that gift? He throws a pass short of the goal line into double coverage. And now Raiders fans want to whine about a phantom whistle in the first half. <laughs> We've had a lot of pro- practice looking at looking at tape, folks. <laughs> a lot of practice. We a what lot a, of practice. What a weekend I, we, for the rest. We've seen footage. That, but to be fair, that rate that that rate like you can say whatever you will about the Cowboys game. I think I don't think the refs had an impact no, on the game no, no, in no, terms no, no. of like. Oh no! I that, think a good officiating crew, Dell okay. still would have lost. Mike, and probably the same McCarthy. with the Raiders game, but but yeah. like the the Mike Carey crew is that's who it was, right? Yeah, who have already been told they're not officiating the Jer- rest of these wait, of these playoffs. Jerome Boger, wasn't it? Oh, you're right. It was yeah, Boger. it was that's it was Boger, and I'm pretty sure <clears throat> I saw today that they they've been told by the league you're not officiating anymore these playoffs <laughs> yeah. because but that was like was that, was that like in the middle or the start of like almost three minutes of straight every play is getting whistled. Yeah, it was so bad. It was so bad. And yeah, and it keeps bringing up the same weird point that they mix up the crews for playoffs. Why do they do that? I don't know, man. Like you have to imagine chemistry amongst an officiating crew is essential. Honestly, like it's it's super important. You have to be able to trust all the people around you to make the they're looking in the right spot. You're looking in the right spot, and you have to. I have to imagine you develop a kind of chemistry between these yeah, guys. Well, like, is, is you think that's why? Like, are they mixing up crews nonstop now? Is that why all the officiating yeah. this year has sucked ass? Well, no, they 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 mix up crews for the playoffs because they get the okay. best guys in each position. Mm. And I, I also saw someone make a, an interesting point that I hadn't thought of, which is you you put in the seventh team. Now you have an extra team. Now you have six games you have to pull officiating crews from, which means you have to get. You have to pull at least one more crew that wouldn't have made it last time. All right, Jay, Jay Markle has redeemed a uh, impromptu list cast, list of 2021 pleasant surprises. Mm-hmm. I intended that list about football stuff, Detroit or otherwise. Okay. Top five-ish pleasant surprises. I'll, I'll stick with Lions football. I don't have them yet, though. I was reading I can do that. subscriptions. Okay. Um, well, I think one, uh, Not. I don't have this. The problem is I don't have an order for these. I would say one pleasant surprise is that um, the Chiefs got it back on track. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of terrified for a while that this was going to be this year that like the Chiefs just completely fall apart. Uh, when we started to see them like really struggling down the stretch and like, look, it's it's the, the wild card game is going on right now. And it is the Packers and Ben just way overthrew someone on third and 13. But uh, what you said, Packers, but that's you said okay. Packers. I'm sorry. <laughs> But yeah, no, like having having the Chiefs back and looking really good is um, it's good for the NFL. I love it. Patrick Mahomes playing 
crazy good football is fun, even though it looks like yeah, it's I don't hate him. interception tonight. Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> Why'd you do that? I think I might be able to rattle off all five Lions related. Okay. And Go for it. yeah, I think Amani Orarie, I'll, I'll have him be my number five. Um, I halfway through the season when he had all those interceptions, I was on here saying he wasn't that good. He wasn't that good. That dude finished strong before his injury. And so now, now I got a little faith. He, I don't, I still don't think he's going to be a corner one, but I feel like I could get to a point where I'm pretty confident in him as a CB two. And uh, that's, that's a I good think, thing. I think number one on my list, since we're talking lions is Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't know how much of a surprise that was. Yeah, you couldn't be a surprise to you. You were the dude banging I, the I, table. I'm, I'm on the, draft I, but I'm the slappy, but like everyone else is like, the problem is, is I listen to other people. <clears throat> I listen to other people. They make me doubt myself. And everyone I listen to is like, yeah, he's, he's a good corner. He's a good slot, slot receiver. I didn't think Amon Ra would be this, by the way. Yeah. My two mm-hmm. is Dane Campbell being super aggressive. That, I mean, we, I thought yeah, the book was written on him there. That, that he was just a guy who was going to be super old school, play time of possession, run the ball a ton. And, um, not go for it, not, not, you know, take in analytics, all that sort of stuff. So that was a huge surprise. And, and my, my number one is also Dan Campbell related. And that is Dan Campbell emerging as a decent play caller. I mean, how, how many times did, did Dan Campbell get called to meathead and how many times did we question his X's and O's capability and said, this is just a culture hire. This is just a guy who's going to rah, rah. He's just going to be a leader type. He's going to you know, galvanize the locker room, but he has to, he has to hire the smart people around him. I I'll, I'm guilty of saying that. I kind of thought that's who, what that hire was. And he's now taken over the offense and done a pretty damn good job. And is it sustainable? We'll see eight games. Isn't a, isn't a huge sample size, but it's a damn pleasant surprise for that second half of the season. So I guess I'll just do an abbreviated three, three list version. And those are my three. Um, if I were to, Throw three to the hopper. I, I kind of want <clears throat> to say three that you haven't done, Jeremy. So I, go for it. One of them, I <clears throat> one of them I would say would be you know Jerry Jacobs. I know sure. a lot of people um, are pretty high on a guy who's an undrafted free agent who came in and, and made as big of an impact as he did. So I mean, I think you can maybe expand that to like the entire secondary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you yeah. talk about Oruarie, but you talk about some of the contributions that they got from different players and AJ Parker. Um, so I, I guess like maybe Aubrey Pleasant as a as a pleasant surprise to fold in with that one, but Jerry Jacobs specifically as a player. Um, the one other one that I want to toss in is Jared Goff over the last month and a half of the season. Sure, yeah. Like I mean, could 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 we have possibly been lower on that guy heading into December? Like I I think we were all here and it it, it swayed our opinion to the point where like we came off of the idea of like, this guy is not an NFL quarterback. Like this isn't, this can't be it. Like how did this guy get by for so long in Los Angeles playing this way? Because it's bad. And he was buried. We, we, we buried Jared Goff's Lions career. Yes. Two months ago, (laughs) two months ago, it was over. Maybe one month ago. And like, it's been resuscitated to the point where like, I've come around to just like accepting like, Okay, like I'll be fine with another year of Jared Goff. Right. Which, which I what? 
Like I thought, by, I thought by now I'd be like hijacking the podcast and being like deep dives <laughs> on every quarterback. <laughs> oh yeah, you 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 had you had circled Malik Willis and like this week, the coming weeks in particular, would we would not be able to get you to talk about anything else. Yeah, and now I'm like, you know, if he's around for the Rams pick, if he's not their guy, they can pass on him. Um, we haven't hit one other losing team this weekend though. I know Ryan, you wanted to call them out at some point. Uh, do you want to talk about our former, our former Boston boy and oh, the god awful defense that was? Oh god! I um, oh, I was on one last night. I you was were, very- you were. I was, I was sad that I checked and you had deleted the thing I had tweeted. I mean, I had quote tweeted. Yeah, that that one thing just felt especially personal. Well, it's deserved to be personal. But uh, yeah, I, I felt fine with holding up the one tweet. It got like like fourteen hundred likes or something like that. But it was just like I hope Matt Patricia yes, never had success again as a football coach. <laughs> but you know the funny thing is, is my wife knows nothing. Like, okay, rephrase that. My my yeah, wife doesn't. My <laughs> wife my my wife <laughs> doesn't. My wife doesn't care about football. So she doesn't really know a whole lot about the specifics, but like I told her that like I had a tweet that had like a bunch of likes when I woke up this morning. I was like, oh yeah, I tweeted that. Because everyone understands engagement numbers. I, yeah, exactly. So, but Amanda, like I mentioned Matt Patricia and even Amanda was like, isn't he that like, isn't he that like piece of shit? (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Are you saying your Matt? Wait, one of your Matt Patricia tweets got sixteen hundred likes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Ryan does numbers. Ryan gets numbers, but he's not they, verified. I don't want to be verified anymore. I've given up on that dream. But no, the tweet has nineteen hundred likes now. I love rooting against Matt Patricia. I hope he never finds success again as a football coach. Could you imagine? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Could you imagine? You realize you were, you when Bill Belichick, like, I don't know if you've guys seen Succession yet. Yes. But when Bill Belichick retires or is forced to retire, that Patriot, like, to get that Patriots throne, that is Succession. That is like football guy Succession. I want to write the book right now based on it because I know what's going to happen because Matt Patricia has staked his everything to come back there because he thinks he's, you know, he's taken on all this draft stuff. He thinks he'll be the one to take over. He'll be the one to take over and he can be the tough guy and he can be appreciated up there because his system, Josh McDaniels blew up the Colts job because he was promised the throne. He was promised the throne. Josh McDaniels thinks he's going to get it. He blew up his entire reputation in the NFL. There's nowhere else for him to go, but new England, Bill O'Brien is still out there at Alabama thinking that like, Hey, I'll get rehired one day. I'll come back. He, He was totally ready to, 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 to crown me, right? And what's going to happen is Bill Belichick is just going to give it to Steve Belichick. Yeah, give it to his son. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, oh, and then the, then the knives are out at that point. That'd be ridiculous. Like, that is, that is, I'm saying that's football succession right there. I can't wait. And, and what a unique situation, though, because it would be the, the head coach on the way out choosing who his, like, successor yes. is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where did that ever happen? <laughs> Nowhere else. Because he's probably moving to like a front office president role on his way out or something. Probably, probably because Bill knows way too much about Robert Kraft. 
Yes, that's that's the other that's the other part of this gumbo too is that he's got the pictures from Lotus of Asia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor I, I, dude! I, I want to write wait, this I book almost, now. I want to write this. Book. Did you almost say poor Patriot fans? No, I I, no. I almost said something maybe even worse. I almost said poor Josh McDaniels. And oh, no, <laughs> no, no. That was the scraps. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.